Hi family, welcome to FGC Matsulu A podcast. We're happy you joined us again and we welcome all our new listeners. Hope today's message blesses you, encourages you and uplifts your spirit. Enjoy. I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. What a beautiful day that the Lord has granted unto us. Let us celebrate the life that God is giving us every day in the name of Jesus. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our honor. He is worthy to be exalted. And that is why this is the day, this is the hour that the Lord has made that we may rejoice and be glad in him. I want you to join me today right there where you are in your homes as we celebrate our God, as we celebrate his works, as we celebrate who he is in our lives, a God that never changes, a God that never leaves, a God that is there throughout every season of our lives. May it be summer, winter, may it be spring in the name of Jesus. He is still the same God in Jesus' mighty name. A Bible says that he is the same yesterday, he is the same today and forevermore. And that gives us a confidence. It gives us the assurance that we can trust in him because he is unchanging we as men change we as men grow old but our God remains the same the same God that was there in the time of Abraham the same God of Jacob the same God that walked with Moses giving them victory the God of Joshua is still the same God that we are serving today in the name of Jesus Christ this morning I want us to open our word even with prayer in Jesus mighty name Father, we worship you. We give you all the glory. We honor you, everlasting Father. We celebrate who you are in our lives. We celebrate your works in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Everlasting God, we know that it is not by power, it is not by might, but it is by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we know that you are working, everlasting Father, even to turn the bad for our good in the name of Jesus. As you spoke to Peter, everlasting God, and you assured him, Jehovah Jireh, that though they say Satan had asked for him, Jehovah God, you had prayed for him, and he would come out, everlasting Father, victoriously and encourage his brethren. Thank you that that is the same thing you are doing in our lives. Thank you that you are still God, seated on the throne. You are still interceding for us. You are still cheering us on towards victory in the name of Jesus. We bless you for your work this afternoon in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for everyone that is listening today. May they be encouraged. May they be stirred up in the name of Jesus. I am declaring a revelation, a new revelation over their lives, even as they listen to your word this afternoon. In Jesus' mighty name, we bless you and we exhort you in Jesus' name. I thank the Lord once again this afternoon. It is indeed a privilege to share the word of the Lord. Even the third Sunday as we continue with our series, as we continue with the theme that says we are in, we, we normally come into places or into seasons where we have internal battles. We have been speaking about it even for the last two Sundays and today we are bringing it to a maximum and even closing it in the name of Jesus. But I know that God will continue to unveil a lot of things and a lot of lessons and principles and deep truths through his word even as you continue to meditate and, and rewind the 
those lessons that we have been learning in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember, God is not done with your life yet. Yes, you might feel like Elijah had felt as though he was done, as though his purposes were over, as though he had failed in his assignment, but God was there to remind him that he was not done in the name of Jesus Christ. People might give up on you. People might give a report, even that says, you know what? You are finished, you are done, but I want you to only believe the report of the Lord. And his report says, my child, it has only been a, 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 a question mark. It was only a comma. I am still continuing with the sentence. The story of your life is not over in the name of Jesus Christ. And I declare that it shall not end in the deep low. Your story shall not end in the valley. In the name of Jesus, your story shall not end in defeat. Why? Because God has not called you, has not given you an assignment that shall end in defeat, in failure. God has called you for a high calling, my Father. He has called you even to end in victory in the name of Jesus Christ. And your work shall not end with you, I declare right now. Your ministry shall not end with you. Your church shall not close after you are gone, my Father. Your children shall not die after you are gone, but the work that you have begun, the work that God has called you to do, there are generations that are going to live, there are generations that are going to be empowered, that are going to sow the seeds that you are busy reaping, harvesting, or rather sowing right now in the name of Jesus Christ. If you remember the last time that we spoke, we say that Elijah had come to a place of discouragement and desolation because he had forgotten four truths. And we say that the first thing that he had forgotten is that he forgot the nature of the battle. And we said, you know what? The battles that we are fighting, they are not physical. Yes, they might manifest in the physical, but they are not physical. They are in the spiritual. And so many times when we forget the nature of the battle, we tend to fight it on the physical. Yet we should be fighting it, fighting it in the spiritual, in the name of Jesus Christ. He also forgot who the owner of the battle was. God is the owner of the battle. Friend, you are just a soldier in the Lord's army. You are a servant of the church of God. The church belongs to God. Ah, my father, it is not your battle. The battle is the Lord's and God is going to fight. He will provide the resources to fight in the name of Jesus Christ. He is the one who will impart the victory. All you have to do is stand in your position and be faithful in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't lose your focus. Don't focus on the battle. Focus on the owner of the battle and victory is assured in the name of Jesus. He also forgot the strategy of the enemy, mighty God. We say that he comes and he appears like a lion and he roars like a lion, but he is not the lion. We say that the only lion is the lion of the tribe of Judah. That is our God, my father. And so he might appear as if he's winning. He might appear as a counterfeit, my God. But don't ever forget that the strategy of the enemy, it is lie, to speak lies. And so don't believe his report. Don't make the same mistake that Elijah made when he heard the report of the threats of Jezebel. And he allowed fear to grip his heart. And because of that fear, doubt came in. 
And when doubt comes in, the natural response is to run. And so he flew and he fled, my God, in the name of Jesus. Don't forget the strategies of the enemy. The fourth thing that he forgot was where the battleground was. So many of those internal battles, they begin in our minds. When you have lost the battle in your mind, you have already lost it in the physical. When you have made up your mind to win, you have already won before you even take a step. So we first win or lose in our minds in the name of Jesus. And that is why we need to fortify the battleground in the name of Jesus. Feed your mind, mighty God, with the promises of God. And that is why God spoke to Joshua and is even speaking to us today. And he says, do not let this law, what, depart from your mind, from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Think about it. What is it that you're thinking? Because what you allow in your mind will either cripple you or it will empower you in the name of Jesus Christ. And so let us never forget where the battle is or where the battleground is in the name of Jesus. Now, there are four faces in the life of a Christian. Every time when we are fighting battles, there is normally four faces that we go through. And these are the same faces that Elijah went through. The first one is a doubt. When you allow the reports of the enemy to come into your minds and they cripple you, they instill doubt into you in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So whatever it is that you are hearing will either produce doubt or produce faith. If you are hearing the word of God, position yourself at a place where you are going to hear the word of God. Then faith is going to be stirred up within you. It is going to be built up in the name of Jesus as a defense against any other report of the enemy. But if you position yourself at a place where you are only receiving the reports of the enemy and you are only hearing the threats and the deceptiveness of the enemy, then doubt will be sown and doubt gives birth in the name of Jesus Christ. When you allow doubt, from doubt it comes to flight. You, you run away in the name of Jesus because it makes you feel insecure. Doubt makes you forget that the God of Israel is, is a mighty God that can be able to protect you, to preserve you through whatever the enemy throws at you. And so you feel like you should fight for yourself and you run away like Elijah did. He ran and he ran away into the wilderness. And we said last week that the wilderness was a mirror. It was actually a reflection of the condition of his heart. The same desolation that was in the wilderness was the same desolation that was in his heart. Mighty God. But there is then a third phase that we come into. And it is the phase of surrender. And this is where we are at today. After you have doubted in your heart and after you have left your position and you have ran away, I thank God because God meets with us at our points of need. Right where you are, right where you have fled to, God is right there and he's going to meet with you in the wilderness. He's going to meet with you in that valley in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, we are going to read from verse 11. Remember we are in 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 11 to 18, where we left off from last week. And the Bible says, and he said, go forth and stand before them, upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind uh, broke the mountains, 
and, and it broke it into pieces, the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a small voice, mighty God. And number uh, 13 says, And as it was so, when Elijah heard it, when he heard that small, that still small voice, that he wrapped his face, he covered his face in his mantle, and he went out and stood in the entrance of the cave, and behold, there came a voice unto him, and the voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? How much I love the Lord this afternoon, because his ways are not our ways. You know, I remember before this part on verse 10, when God was asking this question to Elijah and saying, what are you doing here? The first response that Elijah gave was, I have been zealous for you. But friends of God, I want you to take note that zeal and attended by wisdom becomes its own idol. I want to repeat this again. It is not a problem to be zealous. We actually need to be zealous for the work of God. But zeal and attended by wisdom becomes its own idol, mighty God. And we get so wrapped up in our zeal. We get so wrapped up in our work for God. And that work itself becomes an idol in our lives. Why? Because it steals our attention from the God who is the God of the work, my Father. It is like people who are in the house of God, yet they don't know the God of the house. You get so consumed with the house of God. You get so consumed with the, with the work that goes on, with the programs that carry on in the house of God. Yet you don't know. Yet you have never met. Yet you are not in a relationship. Yet you are not walking with the God of that house. May God forbid in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that God appeared unto Elijah. And he, the Bible says that he appeared even in three ways. And then the three ways are ways where God was manifesting himself. And he was showing Elijah that yes, these things show a mighty manifestation. But I am not in those things. Hallelujah. And he was trying to realign Elijah's mindset. Why? Remember we say that Elijah had forgotten where the battleground was. There was something that he had lost. You know, so many times you go into battle, there is always casualties. There is always something that we lose. And there is something that had been lost in the mind of Elijah. His perspective had been disaligned. And God was in the process of bringing him to a place of surrender so that he can begin to align my father to realign his perspective with the perspective of God in the name of Jesus Christ and the Bible says that God sent a mighty wind and the wind rent the mountains and it broke the rocks into pieces but it says that God was not in the wind as mighty as it was as 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 great as that wind was as shaking as it was as powerful as it looked 
but God was not in that wind. And the Bible says then came an earthquake. But then that earthquake was also not, God was also not there. You know, when we feel a shaking, even in church, when we see people falling down, we automatically assume, hey, the presence of God is in the house. But God was saying to Elijah, yes, you know me as a God of physical manifestations, but that does not necessarily mean that my presence is there, mighty God. You see, so many times, God, for God to elevate us to the next level, he needs to deliver us out of the box, out of the container of our previous experiences. Mighty God, let me repeat that again. For God to elevate you to a new level in your walk of faith, most of the times he needs to deliver you out of the box or the container that is limiting you and that container most of the time it is a container of your previous experiences so many times we get hooked on the way god did things 10 years ago the way god did things last year the way god did things december but god is saying i am about to do a new thing i am taking you to a new level and for this new level you cannot rely on what I did last year. Yes, you are walking full of power and anointing yesterday, but that anointing was enough for yesterday. I am about to elevate you. I am about to, to take you to another level. I am about to elevate you, mighty God. Ah, enlarge the cords of your tent. What used to be enough will no more be enough. The praise that used to satisfy you will no more be enough. The move that used to delight you will no more be enough for the level I am taking you to. You need a fresh anointing for the level that I am taking you in. In the name of Jesus Christ. So many of us are dwelling in yesterday's anointing. Yet there is a fresh anointing that God has in store for us. An anointing that will equip us and empower us to fight today's battle. Yes, the anointing of yesterday was enough for yesterday's demons. But the demons you are about to face today, they require a new perspective. They require a supernatural strength. They require a fresh fresh anointing. They require a deeper level of the knowledge of God in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare and I declare the afternoon that you are getting delivered from previous experience. You are getting delivered from yesterday's miracles. You are getting delivered from what has been limiting you in the name of Jesus Christ. You know the miracles of God are powerful and yes they are good and we carry them through to the next level as testimonies of what God can do. But don't allow what God did yesterday today to limit your future to limit your today to limit your tomorrow in the name of jesus christ you see god reveals himself progressively and as he continues to reveal himself the more we grow in him and that is why we see men and women of god of faith in the scripture that were crying for more of him and they were declaring let me in decrease that god God may increase in my life in the name of
place of surrender. It is the place where we are decreasing. Something needs to die. You remember Elijah was praying under the Jennifer tree. And he was saying, you know what? I just want to die. You know, God did not answer his, his prayer directly. But I am promising you literally something had to die. Because for God to move in our lives, something has to give. For God to manifest in our lives. For God to do his work. For him to accomplish his purposes in our lives lives and for him to walk through us there is something that needs to die and the first thing that needs to die is us mighty god i needs to die i me and myself that needs to die in the name of jesus christ you know elijah when he was crying to god and giving his reasons for why he was where we, he was at the place of discouragement and the place of desolation. He said, you know, Lord, I have worked so much. I have invested my all, but the children of Israel have broken down your altars. They have defiled your land and I am the only one who is left. He's focused one on himself. He was focusing on what he had done and what the children of Israel had done. Something was missing in that equation. God was missing in that equation. He forgot that it was not about him. He forgot that though God had called him and God had commissioned him, it was not his responsibility to effect change. My God, you cannot change anybody's heart. You cannot change anybody's life. It is God who does the changing. So child of God, be faithful. Continue praying. Continue speaking. Continue encouraging. Continue ministering. Continue believing God for a change. But relax and rest in the God that is the one who is responsible to bring that change. In the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that after all those manifestations, then he spoke or he presented himself in a still, small voice. You know why God had to first bring those physical manifestations, the earthquakes and the strong wind? It is because that is what had characterized Elijah's ministry. That is what he was used to. And he could not figure out why after so powerful manifestations, why had Israel not changed? Why had they not been restored? He could not understand. Why? Because he had grown to love and he had grown to trust trust in the physical manifestations but God was breaking that box God was bringing him out of that limitation and he was God God wanted to show Elijah that I don't just show up in the physical but even in my still small voice behind the scenes unseen I am the more powerful I am changing and transforming hearts it cannot be seen and maybe you are you don't even see my move you don't even sense me, but I am right there. I am doing a great work right in your midst, but you do not see it. Why? Because you are falling in love with the physical manifestations. You know, I'm reminded of a word that God spoke. He spoke about Moses. And the Bible says that he spoke these words. And he says, you know what? If you read in, in um, Exodus, Exodus 33, the Bible says that Moses, 
came unto the Lord. And God had was angry with the children of Israel. And God said to them, you know what? I am not going to go with you anymore. I will send my angel to go with you, but I'm not going with you. And so Moses goes to the mountain, hallelujah, mountain experience. And he begins to pray and he says, Lord, if I have found favor in your eyes, if you read Exodus 33, if I have found favor in your eyes, show me your ways, mighty God. He says, you know what? I have seen you in the past. You have done great things, I know. But now I am no longer satisfied with the physical manifestations. I want to know your ways, my God. I am also reminded of Paul. When you read uh, Philippians chapter 3, and he says, I want to know him. Paul is saying, as he's writing to the church, and he says, in, it's actually in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and he says, I want to know him. And what is he saying? I want to know him, not just to, to see his works, but I want to know him. I want to know you, God, and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. I, Paul had done great things. God had done many manifestations. And Paul had accomplished a lot of things in his journey of faith with the Lord, accomplishing his purpose and faithful in his assignment. But he was not satisfied. And he says, I want to know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. I want to know you deeper. That is what Paul was saying. Now, there are two levels of knowing God. And so many of us, we either know him on one level and are satisfied or others, we transcend the first level and go to the second level. And that is where God moves in the name of Jesus Christ. The first level is the level of knowing his acts. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of, of the word of, of God in the, in the book of Psalms. And God was saying, you know what? God revealed to Moses his ways, but to the children of Israel, his acts. When you read Psalms 103. Now, there was a big difference. When, God, when Moses in Exodus 33 asked God to show him his ways, in Psalms 103, the Bible tells us that God revealed to Moses his ways, but his acts to the children of Israel. Why? Very important. There is a difference between the acts of God and the ways of God. Now, so many of us love the works of God. Why? Because it is the physical manifestations. It is the fire coming down. It is, the, it, is, it is the God that answers by fire. It is the rain falling. It is the wind. It is the earthquakes. You know, that is what we love. And we appreciate it when God shows us that way or shows up in such a way in our lives, in our ministries. But God wants us to learn that this is not the only way. Don't limit me. This is not the only way I will show up in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. And so there are others, people who love the works of God. If, 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 if there is no prophecy that has come forth in a service, they, that day they walk out and they say, it was not a powerful service. If nobody has fallen down during prayer, they will walk out and say, it was so boring today. God was not in the service. But then those are just limiting the presence and the move of God because they don't know God. All they know is his works. But blessed are those that know and understand the ways of God. When he says he revealed his ways to Moses, he transcended the physical manifestations and brought Moses to that place of complete trust, understanding the ways of God, understanding his methods, understanding his reasons behind 
are manifesting in fire, manifesting in a mighty wind, manifesting in earthquakes. I have the confidence that my God is at work. Yes, there is nothing on the physical that is that is that is supporting the faith in my heart, but my faith in God, my hold on God's ability shall not be moved because of what is happening in the physical. Why? Because I not only know his works, I know his ways in the name of Jesus Christ. God desires for us to know him. And he's the only one who can reveal himself to us. All we need to do is cry out like Moses and say, God, ah, show me your ways. Or cry like Paul and say, I want to know you. You all can only do this when you are at a place of surrender. When you have died to yourself. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, something has to die when we come to the mountain of God in Horeb. And that is only a sign that God is bringing you back to a place of restoration. Because for God to begin to use you, then he has to work on you in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank the name of the Lord. And the Bible says that when God appeared in that still small voice, Elijah covered his face. Why? Because he sensed and he realized that God was now here. God was bringing him back to be in touch, not just with the physical, but he wanted you to be back in touch with the heart of God, with that still small voice of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Child of God, at times God brings you to a place of isolation. So that he can bring you away from all the distraction that, 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 that so easily uh, crowds his voice in your life. That it, it deafens your ears. That even when he's speaking, you cannot hear him. And at this particular point, everything was now quiet. The earthquakes were over. The wind was silenced. And he was able to hear the still, small voice of God. And he realized that that is all he needed. Yes, it looked like he had failed, even though there had been physical manifestations, but the, 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 the result was not feasible. But God was saying, you know what, even when I don't manifest in the physical, I am still there in the name of Jesus Christ. When you read from verse 15, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazael to be king of Assyria. You see, after surrender, and after God was able to reconnect again with Elijah, reminding him who he was, then now God was getting ready to restore him and to commission him again. Mighty God, when he thought he was done, God was just beginning in his life. When you think you have come to your end, God is just about to begin in the name of Jesus. There are some of you who feel as if you have come to the end of yourself, but God is about to do a new thing. He is bringing you through a birthing process in your life. There is still something left in you that you still need to give in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And you see what I want you to notice this. He says to Elisha, go back the same way. Hallelujah. The same way you came. You know what? When Elijah came to this mountain, he came a discouraged man. When he came, he came as someone who was suicidal. 
when he came. He came as someone who was empty. But after that connection, after that encounter with God, God was saying, yes, go back the same way. But I promise you, he was going with a different step. He was not the, the man that came crawling and dragging himself. But he was going back the same way with a new step, with a new energy, with a new zeal that was guided by wisdom in the name of Jesus Christ. You might be going through the same way. You might be working on the same business idea that failed last year, but now you have a new revelation. There is something that you now know that you did not know last year, and that is what made you fail. But because now you have a new information, now you have known something that you didn't know, God is setting you up for victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Your marriage might have failed. I call this pothole experiences of our lives. We all get to such places where the road is smooth and all of a sudden you hit a pothole. Don't stop. Don't turn back. Don't die in your pothole. Why? Because you are still not arrived at your destination. Mighty God, do not allow the pothole experiences of life to define you in the name of Jesus Christ. Do not abort your destiny. Do not abort your assignment just because you have hit a pothole in the name of Jesus. Ah, mighty God, that particular place, God is going to meet with you. And he's going to give you a revelation that will make you transcend in the name of Jesus Christ. And you know, Elijah left, he left full, he left ready to overcome. He was now full of life. He wanted to live. Why? Because God commissioned him and he gave him an assignment in the name of Jesus Christ. He came to this mountain as a failure, but when he left, he left as a victor. And that is what God does. Every time when we come into his presence, every time when we encounter even the power of God, the presence of God, there is a transformation in our minds. There is an uplifting of burdens from our shoulders and we are now alive. We can walk in joy and celebration and rejoice in the God of Abraham, rejoice in the God of the mountain in the name of Jesus, knowing that he is not done with our life. See what God says to Elijah. He says to him, you know what? I want you to anoint Hazael, king of Aram. I also want you to anoint Jehu, king of Israel. And I want you to realize that when God says anoint Jehu, Jehu at that particular time was the commander of the military army of Ahab. Now, Ahab and Jezebel were the reason why Elijah had been so discouraged and the, why he ran into the wilderness in the first place. But as he leaves the presence of God, God is saying to him, you know what? While you are busy mourning and wanting to die, I already have a plan. I got you. Praise the name of the Lord. I've got you. You don't have to give up. Don't be discouraged. Why? Because Ahab and Jezebel are not going to be in position for so long. They have discouraged you. They have made you want to kill yourself, but they are already old news. They are already expired. I've got somebody else that I want you to anoint in their place in the name of Jesus. I want to announce to you today 
that battle, that, that challenge that is making you so miserable right now, that situation that is making you so discouraged right now, in the eyes of God, it, is, it has already expired in the name of Jesus. It is already under your feet. Don't cry about it anymore. God is on top of it, my God. God is on top of it in the name of Jesus. Get back up. Shake the dust off. Take out your garments of mourning. Put on your garments of praise. Anoint your head once again. Beautify yourself for the king. Ah, in the name of Jesus Christ. Because you might not see it yet. But there is an open door before you in the name of Jesus. Ah, God has already given you the victory. Just that you cannot see it yet. In the name of Jesus Christ. I declare and I declare over your life. That as you're listening to me right now, God is restoring hope where there was hopelessness. God is reviving everything that was dying and withering, everything that was stagnant in your life. God is beginning to bring even new life in the name of Jesus. Why? Because you have had an encounter. All you needed was a word. All you needed was a new revelation in the name of Jesus Christ. And he also says unto him, I want you to anoint Elisha, the one that is going to be your successor. You know, God is not going to allow you just to die without leaving a successor. God does not want you to die and then die with your work. But he wants everything that you have worked for to continue speaking, to continue impacting, to continue changing nations, even long after you have gone, long after he has called you home. And so he wants you to pour out everything that he has invested in you, every lesson that he has taught you, every trial, every victory that he has brought you through. Pour it out to the next generation so that they can run mighty God with the lessons of the previous generation in the name of Jesus Christ. God was giving Elijah a hope and they saying, you know what? You isolated yourself. You distanced yourself from everybody at your moment of discouragement. But I want you to surround yourself with people that are going to fight this battle with you. Because you are not alone in the name of Jesus Christ. And he gives, us a, he gives him a promise in, in, in verse 17. And he says, you know what? If, 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 if the enemies are, 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 are going to come and attack, they will first come and meet Hazard. If they are not going to be defeated by Hazael, then they will come and meet King Jehu. If they are not going to be defeated by Jehu, then Elisha will be there. And God was saying unto him, you have not called you to work in isolation. I have called you and have raised men and women. I have been preparing people who are going to be your support system so that you cannot carry the burden alone in the name of Jesus Christ. All along, Elijah thought that he alone was facing this battle. And that is why it got so heavy upon him. There are people that are praying for you. There are people that are clapping their hands for you. Some of them, you don't even know them. But they are praying and, and trusting God. They are standing at the gap for your victory. They are watching from a distance. And your life is an encouragement. Don't give up your walk of faith. Don't give up your walk of holiness. Because there is somebody who is standing because of your faithfulness to God. There is somebody who is of 
observing there is somebody who is watching you from a distance and your life is a testimony unto them your life my god is 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 is, is speaking to their own lives encouraging them keeping them strong in their own fight of faith in their own walk of faith in the name of jesus christ i love what god says in verse 918 he says to elijah i have seven thousand prophets i have seven thousand in israel that have not bowed their knees to Baal. yes you might think that the whole land is defiled you might think that your work has not been effective but at the background i have been working in my still small voice, I have been doing things. And right now, I have a reservoir. I have a remnant of 7,000 that is ready, that I have been preparing, that is ready and waiting to fight this battle with you in the name of Jesus Christ. I am reminded of the words that Paul wrote to the church of Philippians. When you read uh, Philippians chapter 3, and he says to them, I have planted, Apollos has watered, but God has given us the harvest. God has given us the increase. And I want you to understand this. You might be a pastor listening to me right now. I want to encourage you in the name of Jesus. You might look at your church. You might look at your ministry and see as though there is no impact because you don't see souls coming to the Lord. You don't see the harvest that you have, uh, you have been so uh, burdened to have. You have been crying day and night. You have given your all. You have invested your energy. You have invested years growing up the church but yet you don't see what God is doing in that church. I want you to be encouraged. You, your job is not to bring the increase. Your job is to plant. Your job is to water. God is the one who brings the increase in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave the results to God. Continue being faithful in what God has called you to do, but leave the results to God. Leave the increase to God in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know where you are at this afternoon, but I pray that God will reach your heart. I pray that he will enable you to rise up and see beyond the physical begin to see what he's doing in the spiritual in the name of jesus christ because your perspective can break you or make you in the name of jesus christ as you continue to meditate upon this word and even as you continue to go back to our youtube channel instagram or podcast continue listening and continue meditating and listen and wait upon god in his still small voice even to speak and give you a new commission, give you a new direction, as he elevates you to a new level, in the name of Jesus Christ. This afternoon, God is saying, so many of you are in love with my hands, but I want you to transcend from my hands and fall in love with my face, in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't just look at his hands and what he's doing and what he can offer, but transcend and see him for who he is. Love him for who he is, in the name name of Jesus Christ. Somebody once sang and said, my hope is built on nothing less but on Jesus. 
Let our hope be built on nothing less. Let your hope not be built on miracles. Let your hope not be built on physical manifestations, but let it be built in that you know the Lord and that you know and understand his ways in Jesus' mighty name. God has a wonderful plan over your life and God is not done with you yet because God can, has not given up on you. Child of God, don't give up on you. Oh, don't give up on you. Don't give up on yourself in the name of Jesus Christ. There are some of you that are crying that God, you gave me these children. I have invested everything that I know. I have brought them up in the right way. I have brought them in your ways yet I don't see what is happening in their lives. Their lives are upside down. Their lives are rebellious. I pray to God that you will not be discouraged. Continue praying. Continue speaking life to your children. Continue declaring the goodness of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ and leave the changing. Leave the results to God in the name of Jesus Christ. Those children, that ministry, that business, that spouse, that marriage is, belongs to God. It is God's possession and he will take care of it. God takes care of his own in Jesus' mighty name. Be blessed this afternoon as we pray in Jesus' name. Father, we worship you and we bless you this afternoon, even for the reading of your word, for your message. I thank you, everlasting God, even for the lessons that you are teaching us to us day by day. Thank you that you are a God that so much wants to reveal yourself unto us. How I pray that every noise shall be silenced in our hearts, in our lives, so that we can be able to transcend from the physical, even to that still small voice in the name of Jesus Christ, so that our confidence our trust can be built on you. Thank you for reminding us, Jehovah God, that for us to come to that place of trusting you, Jehovah, we need to know you first and we need to love you first so that we can be confident in a God that we know in the name of Jesus. But I am praying for that pastor. I am praying for that mother. I am praying for that marriage. I am praying for that businessman. Wherever pothole of life they are experiencing, how I pray that you will give them the power, you will give them the confidence and the strength from within, supernatural, divine, Jehovah God, to, to, to transcend in the name of Jesus Christ, that they will not die where they have healed. They will not die at the place of discouragement, but Father, they will look up and see you for who you are, and by looking up, by changing their focus, you are going to transcend, you are going to elevate them, you you are going to promote them in Jesus mighty name. I worship you awesome God. Thank you that we are your treasure. Thank you that we are your possession and you are fighting for us. You are preserving us in the name of Jesus. I pray that it will help us even to know and understand our assignments in the name of Jesus Christ. For when we understand our assignments, Father, like Elijah, we will be faithful to play our part and know that you have called us to plant and to water, but then God, you are the God that brings the change. You are the God that brings in the harvest in the name of Jesus. We worship you and we honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. What an amazing word from the Lord. 
this was truly reviving and we are truly restored and we are ready to walk in the will of the Lord. Thank you for such an amazing word. Family, do follow us on our Facebook page. We are Full Gospel Church Matsulu A. On our YouTube channel, we are FGC Matsulu A. Do subscribe, enjoy, stay blessed. The Lord loves you. In Jesus' name we thank God. Amen. Thank you.